The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It is Wednesday, July 15th. We are here with the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Raj Geary, filling in this week for Glenn Rubenstein. Joined, as always, on Wednesdays by Justin Labar and Matt Morgan. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Excited to be on a podcast that dominates the 18-49 demo. We are the demo pod. Uh, yeah, so we did see the the ratings get brought up by Chris Jericho tonight, which was, I think that's the first time I've heard the 18 to 49 demo being uh, mentioned in a wrestling promo. But uh, real quick, before we get to it, your, your guys' thoughts on uh, Dynamite Fight for the Fallen tonight versus NXT. I thought it was really good. Both shows or? God dang it. Um. Yeah. What happened here? How'd you guys lose me? There we go. Yeah. Uh, Justin, yeah, no, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, the show was bad, but uh, I'll be honest. Maybe it's just because they're having to follow the the really the two good weeks they both had with their bash and with their fighter fest. I felt a little underwhelmed. There there were some high points on each show, but overall, like overall, I wasn't as geeked after those two hours were over as I've been the last couple of weeks. I I, th- I really like Dynamite. This was uh, after the last few weeks liking NXT better. I, th- I thought Dynamite, which is a much better show this week. I don't like that they beat Brian Cage right off the bat. Um, Duh. I think they're, they're doing a bad job with their monsters. And, you know, people could say, well, they're booked strongly in that match. Look at where Brody Lee is already. Look at where uh, Lance Archer is. Um, these losses do hurt. They do take yes. away, especially when you're that monster. Especially when you're a company that touts wins and losses. Yes. Yeah, uh, you're hurting your monsters. As Matt just said, you tout wins and losses. And sometimes it's cool that that that, that – AEW doesn't fall into constant DQ finishes. They let slamming through a chair happen, and there's no DQ. They let go into a table. But sometimes that DQ's your friend and protection. Yes. And tonight might have been a situation where Brian Cage, he's just such a monster. He's so enraged. He's had to wait for Moxley that maybe he gets to the point of getting disqualified after just a yes. brutal beating. Um, but they threw that out the window the moment they had him slam Moxley, Moxley on a chair and not call a DQ. So, right. you know, WWE overuses it. AEW probably could use a DQ finish every now and again. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, NXT also, I just felt like after the hot week they were coming with last week, I thought tonight's show was really underwhelming. It didn't feel big. I mean, the Keith Lee thing was, I thought it was uh, it was kind of a weak promo in a lot of ways, just not much uh, intensity from Keith Lee. Um, and then the rest of the show was just, it was kind of like filler until the main event. Now, to be fair, Keith Lee's promos are not going to be intense. 
Do you know what I mean? Right. He's a, he's a chill personality. Yeah, but he doesn't sound tough, I guess. He didn't sound no, tough in this. This is what we were talking about. He doesn't. And I, I, I told you this the other night. I fall victim of this, too. My voice does not match in the words I use. I, I, who told me this once? It might have been Heyman. Somebody was telling me like that. I'm, I'm, I swear to God, like too smart for my own good. I was, and I, I was like, usually that means something else. But in this case, they were like, I'm like, wait, hang on. You're saying I'm too educated? That makes no sense. And Paul was like, we need to change this. He goes, we should be, you should be the, an edge, a thinking man's giant. I'm like, well, that's not exactly intimidating. But do you see the problem? Like, so, so Keith Lee, he uses big words. He's incredibly eloquent. I love listening to him talk for what it's worth. I can hear him read a menu to me for crying out loud. And I, I, I'm a fan. <laughs> I love how he talks. But, no, I did too. I, I just thought he, the promo tonight. Oh, sorry. Does he, sound, does he sound like somebody who is, he's never going to cut that promo of ripping someone's head off and bleeping down their, you know, he's not going to do that. Um, his work does that. His in-ring work does that talking for him. But he's going to have to hit this gear one day in these promos to sell tickets. Right. When somebody really pisses Keith Lee off, and then when we really see it in that promo and we hear it rather, holy, oh, my God. Like, that's going to be a big payday. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, he, he has a look that I can buy seeing at a WrestleMania. He has the in-ring work I could buy seeing at WrestleMania. He, he has the entrance and the music I could buy seeing at a WrestleMania. But yeah, can he can he get me that go home raw promo to talk me into WrestleMania? Right, right there. That's that's that doesn't feel like that's where he's at now. Maybe maybe this is what the case where you know if, you know he's because his first week after uh, the, the, the the winning the two titles or winning the, the additional title. You know, maybe if there was a crowd going, oh, basking his glory, maybe that would maybe he would feel yeah. that energy. I don't know, you know, but who knows? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but it well, was I, underwhelming. Really quick, it was underwhelming, the, the show versus the last great few weeks of NXT, I will argue. and I'm, Yeah, it's just surprising because AEW was coming with such a strong card. Every one of their top stars was on this show, you know, with Jericho, Cody, the Bucks, uh, yeah. uh, Omega, and Paige. And it's kind of underwhelming. But I, I do got to say, NXT continuing to do an awesome job with Karrion Kross. Um, he just comes across as, as just... It's, it's one of the best builds for a new star I've seen. I agree. Yes. Uh, all right, so let's get to AEW Dynamite first. Uh, I'm, show. I'm freezing for you fans out here. I'm freezing. You're in Florida. Florida, you keep Florida in July. Freezing. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm cold. Maybe I'm getting sick. I hope I'm not. Oh, no. Yeah. How, how hot is it out there right now? It's got to be 80, high 80, I'm guessing. Yeah, okay. I'm going to turn off my AC. That's probably why. So Dynamite opened with Cody uh, defending the AEW TNT Championship against Sonny Kiss. Uh, kind of some sloppy stuff early on, but then uh, they got it together. Uh, the match definitely was got better as it went along. Uh, kind of same story you've been seeing with the Cody TNT matches, where he gives the other guy a lot. Yes. wins and then congratulates them can, at the end. Can I can I ask you a question though? I mean, when I was still wrestling, one of the things where we had a lot of guys that didn't want to put young talent over, like that was the biggest thing during my time of wrestling. I remember, so I, I liked what he did here tonight. I do feel Sonny Kiss got spotlit really well tonight. Yeah, and this you know, and this 
Cody's given the other the other guys a lot to, to help build them up. Uh, of course, he's still right. holding on to the title. You know, we saw right. we've seen this before. We saw John Cena do it with the U.S. title. You know, we yes. saw it, it could work. I, I, my only thing, and I think Sunny Kiss was impressive uh, for the majority of the match. I just hope AEW watches. I hope that I hope that this TNT title match, this open challenge, doesn't become too gimmicky each week. And what I mean by that is, I hope it doesn't become like. A week earlier, Sonny Kiss was being thrown around by Lance Archer, being used as a weapon when Lance Archer was beating the hell out of Joey Janela. It's so then Lance a week, Archer, though, right? But he's being—you know—he's using Sonny as a it, it, kind of like a. Okay. I don't know. I just—I hope that it doesn't become like, here's Joe Schmo who's never won a match, and all of a sudden gets an open challenge and like it, it takes Cody to the limit. I just—I I hope there's a little consistency of like Cody still make sure you watch out for yourself as well. You know, if right. that makes sense. I think if you had Cody winning most of his matches decisively, then the one guy that does step up and it is 50-50 stands right. out more as opposed to everyone going right. 50-50. Um, but that being said, I thought Sonny looked good here. But to your point, you know, I, I do think the formula, they're using it too much. But it was an entertaining match. I mean, and I admire, I mean, I admire all of the Bucks, Kenny, Cody, all of the talent who are also executives i admire the fact that they are not being egotistical yes right. they, they are trying to prop up the Bob, other talent so i Bob, appreciate that bucks need to be more selfish though so do so does omega oh kenny definitely does yes <laughs> yeah because it, it's misusing star power otherwise right so uh real quick a couple of super chats justin lopez with two dollars saying keith lee is professor hulk that's pretty right. cool yeah Hulk is my favorite comic book character of all time. So, uh, Natalie with the $2 super chat saying, I love the Dakota Kai ending and the NXT main event. That main event was really good. Yeah, good call, uh, Natalie. Io Shirai, you can't, you can't go wrong with her. Nightmare Kane saying, you guys haven't checked out my regular messages about this, but I wanted to wish everyone well during this crazy time of pandemic and unwarranted violence. I just can't watch WWE anymore. It's so boring. Well, thank hey, you. thanks. Thanks for the love, brother. Yeah, thank you. Love, we appreciate it. And we will get to the raw ratings here uh, a little bit later. All time low um, this past Monday night. Of all time? All time. time. (gasps) And we're not even at football season. 1.5 million viewers is what they did. And football season, they lose like 10 to 15% on average, sometimes more. Uh, We'll get to it. It's, It's not good. Uh, after the match, Cody checked on Sonny Kiss, gave him a hug. They said a few words, and Cody raised K- Kiss's hand. Did Cody seem heelish at all, or was that just playing to his size a little bit, being the bigger guy? Playing to his size. In the match? Yeah, like he almost seemed... It was almost like a little foreshadowing of an eventual heel turn. Just kind of, just kind of dickish. I didn't get that. Yeah, I missed it. If that's, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah, we'll see. They have been kind of teasing a four horsemen group, so um, they have who? Uh, like uh, Tully on Tully Arn. They've been mentioning it a lot in interviews. Uh, so, oh, Tully was watching that match, wasn't he? From the stands? Yeah, they showed Tully watching the match. I don't know if they. I don't think they. I don't know if they own the trademarks to ho- the four horsemen. I can't see that they do. Uh, I they might. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, so I was wondering. You know, speaking of Tully and Arn, all those. You know, Arn comes out. You know, he's like the offensive coordinator. He's got his laminated uh, play sheet, call sheet. What do you What do you think his scouting report on Sunny Kiss says, Raj? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, got I found my. I found my. I found my. I only asked because I found myself actually thinking that at one point when watching. Like, well, I wonder what Arn's. I wonder what the scouting. What What it says. What is he thinking? 
<laughs> it's a gimmick. <laughs> but do you think he writes uh, something? He's got to write something down just in case the camera catches it. <laughs> what could it possibly be, though? Think about directions. It. That's my question. Know, recipes. <laughs> waffle, waffle House menu is what they said. Right, yeah. um, so up next we had uh, FTR versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I thought this was uh, maybe the match of the night. I don't know. The the hey. t- uh, the uh, Io Shirai match was also uh, was also great. But this, um, this was my match of the night. Yeah, FTR just looked great. I thought the Lucha Brothers. Uh, it it seemed like they weren't doing as much. Um, you know, uh, not listening to the rules, just, you know, being in the, both of them being in the ring together forever, things like that. Um, but these, these two gelled. I thought this, these two teams gelled. Uh, and then uh, the finish saw Har- De- uh, Harwood hit a hook kick by Phoenix. Phoenix went for another. Harwood yanked Phoenix's mask off and rolled him up for the one, two, three. I love that finish with the uh, pulling off the mask. And, uh, and and then getting the pin right after that. I've been dying to see these two teams wrestle, so this was cool. I loved it. Yeah, I'd watch a best of three, best of five, best of seven series of these guys because because I know every single match will be different. Uh, they have that they have that versatility, and yeah, it, 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 it fit perfectly. Raj, you're right. FTR is the perfect kind of team that would go to pull a Luchador's mask off to get a roll yep. up win. Right. Uh, yep. and, and then the shenanigans after the fact, uh, with, with the beer and all was, was, was good. They're, they're, they're building to something. They're, they're brewing something as we can tell. <laughs> yeah. And to your point after the match, uh, butcher and the blade were taunting FTR about still having the keys to their vehicle. Uh, uh. The young bucks came, snuck up, super kicked both guys. Now they have the keys. Uh, they gave FTR their keys. Ooh. Kenny Omega walked in from the back with a cooler of, of light beers, and he said he'll have one. They cheers, and FTR dumped their beer on Omega's head, which I thought was just tremendous. Omega tried to go after FTR, but the Young Bucks held him back. And then uh, FTR walked to their vehicle. This was the only part of the segment that uh, was unfortunate. They went in their car and tried to get it started, but couldn't. But other than that, it was a, it was a cool <laughs> <Yes>. segment. <laughs> Live television. I know. <laughs> uh, your thoughts on the uh, the aftermath? Yeah, I I don't like. I don't know. I didn't love it. Didn't hate it. I I did hate the fact that Butcher and Blade are still driving around town in their vehicle at the time. <laughs> like that's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. And for whatever reason, they are just set every show to have somebody driving a vehicle onto the premises. And into the arena, yeah. like I think I don't know. I yeah, did I, like the. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, I was just gonna say what I what I like about FTR doing this is like it. it you know, they came in. It's like they came in. You let them be baby faces for their very first few weeks because you know they're gonna get the pop of of all oh, these guys aren't in WWE anymore. But they naturally are best fit as heels. So I like that we're not wasting any time now letting them slowly scooch their way to the heel side of the fence, and you know that's gonna bring you a lot more. Uh, uh, potential with them and them against the Bucks and them against you know Omega, so I- I'm okay with them not wasting time, not doing a big pandering or babyface. Let them start being the heels that they should be. Yeah, the only thing, and, and I say this every week, is by having Omega and Paige involved with this, it takes away from just the Bucks and uh, FTR, and that's really, in my opinion, 
their biggest tag match that they have. And by doing a three-way at first or something like that, it just waters it down. Well, again, they might just be holding off until they, they might be holding off until they can get a situation where they feel like they can get a live gate. I know I've said that before, but, uh, but I know some people you know, tune in for the first time. I just, I think that that's like, that's just one of those deals where it's like, man, we don't want to waste this in front of a, in front of a COVID uh, you know, audience list situation. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare knee with the super chat asking what we think yeah. of FTR's booking so far. Been good, uh, Matt. I think it's been okay. I think it's been it's been it's been good. They're not under a long term contract. Um, I don't Which know. I don't I, believe that. I, I I like it, dude. They he was on Cornet's podcast. There's no he way in he, hell. He, we we interview. We have an, an interview with FTR, and they said that too. But I still I'm still not buying it. You think that they will allow them to him those guys to go on Cornet's podcast and bury the product? Yeah. No way. I think it. I think it helps sell the idea that they're. It, it, I w- it they wouldn't does. use them on TV if they're really upset. It does. I just can't see them actually signing Tony Khan signing off on that. No way. Yeah. No I, way I, because it's all over the place. You don't know where Cornette could have went with that and his burial of their company with them what? on the air. Cornette was also kind of in a weird way. This was the closest thing I've come to seeing Cornette playing along with AEW. Like he was trying to. He was trying to say that uh, FTR might end up shooting on these guys in AEW, and there's a chance that it's going to get real, and FTR is going to, sh- you know, show the bucks in the ring. What, you know, because like, he's trying to help. No, that's never going to happen. Because he, no, he loves FTR, and he's trying oh, yeah. to help them do their jobs and sell tickets, even though we're in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I kind of have a hard time believing it too. Only, and 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 I can see. AEW let them go do the Cornet podcast because it's kind of like within their gimmick. I but I can't imagine Tony Khan like bringing these guys in and like not. It's kind of like the same thing with supposedly Ray's going week to week with WWE is like on like a handshake deal. Like just the risk that that is that these guys could up and just show up somewhere else. Like if if you're on like a week to week, I don't know that. That's why I have a hard time believing it. All right. Uh, Ryan O'Toole uh, with the five dollars super chat saying he's worried that someone in AEW is going to get a broken neck. Uh, Matt, are some of those moves safer than they look? Ryan, you bring up a good point. Um, uh, they're tough. You're correct. There's a lot of tough bumps going on right now. Um, but these kid kids, God, I'm be, I'm an old man now apparently. Um, these young whippersnappers of today. <laughs> are uh, so dang athletic. They're lean. They're not really overweight. Like I know that sounds weird, but it helps contribute to that flexibility, I think, that helps them be able to take some of these. Some of these. Not all of these, but some of these bumps that we're watching and going, oh my God, how is he not hurt? How is he walking away from this? You know? Um, it is dangerous, though. You're correct. And they're upping the ante each year. And I do worry about everybody's health yes um go, go ahead justin no no i was just gonna say yeah i mean it, it's it, it, long term it, it catches up you'll notice more guys uh, that are trying to top each other and top what they did the week before the month before and it, it does catch up and there's a higher risk and it's and it's gonna you know i mean i know AEW's tried to do like one thing they've done is that you know you see that dangerous 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 apron spots they do more apron spots than WWE will do, but I know that they their ring AEW's ring is custom, where they're actually their apron, the space between the ropes and the outside is actually wider knock, than knock. a traditional. Sir, knock knock. Who's there? They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. Who? 
They didn't ask you for your opinion, Justin. They asked me. Raj set me up. I'm just joking. Raj set me up. Raj paid a super chat money to know what I thought of it. (laughs) To be fair, what he's talking about is true, though. Every time, like, uh, the buckle, not buckle, uh, the ring apron, do you see, like, when Kevin Owens first was starting to do that power bomb to Sami Zayn when he first came to NXT? I would watch that. I kept rewinding that, going, how? How is that possible? How is he not dead right now? Like, there's no good way to take that. There is none. AEW does create more space on the sides of those aprons, thank God, which absorbs some of those bumps. But I'm sorry. I, I'm telling them, nope, we're not doing it. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, and some of those moves where they're on those tall ladders outside the ring and through you know, through a table on the outside, it's like, man, you mess up a little bit, but they haven't yet. I remember in ECW, I used to always think that someone was going to die or get yes, named in ECW. All the, time. And all the time. Luckily, it never happened. Uh, Brenda Bean with her idea for the new Four Horsemen, Hangman Page, FTR, and Sean Spears. I, I, I'd take Sean Spears out. but um, uh, Yeah, I, I don't I know. I, I feel it doesn't, doesn't seem obvious that there's going to be a horseman that like Cody's going to be jumping in there. Right. Well, it would be something like like Fortune, where you know it's a takeoff on the Horseman, but it's not the Horseman because you can't do the Horseman without Rick. Evolution is the best pretend Horseman that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good call. Um. So after that, Taz. So Taz was on commentary tonight uh, for the beginning because Tony Schiavone apparently his COVID test had not come back yet. So uh, Taz filled in for him. And then he left to help get Brian Cage ready for his match, and we had Chris Jericho cool. come out with the inner uh-huh. circle. <laughs> and, I love uh, him. Com- He's the best on commentary. Who, who Taz? No, Jericho. Oh yeah, no Jericho. Jericho's great. Um, but Jericho came out with or- with some orange juice. He took the mic. <laughs> to talk about winning the ratings last week, uh, saying not that they won the eighteen to forty nine demographic which he's never lost called himself the demo god uh orange cat he said jericho said orange cast he wants a rematch the network's advertisers in the demo want the rematch and jericho <laughs> says, do you want it and you know where this was going uh you're not getting it and then uh orange Cassidy's <clears throat> music hit crowds chanting you scared uh and then somewhere in here orange juice falls from the ceiling the inner circle get doused in orange juice and uh, ortiz is doing one of the most ridiculous uh, slipping and sliding he always he, does it, he always he, does same with that park brawl that they had remember the football stadium brawl yeah, yeah. the overselling cartoony crap it, it took away from it i thought it, it just looked way yes, too did. ridiculous it did um it's like yeah, he so, it's like he was trying to do the classic Steve Austin swimming the beer, but he it just or like not... when Vince, because Vince kept slipping in the beer bath. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Vince was doing the yeah. But he Vince did it. Didn't look like he was just no. having a good time doing it. Right. And uh, Ortiz just looked like he was clowning. So for those keep, for those keeping score, orange juice was jumped on, or a uh, beer was dumped on one person's head, and then the next segment, orange juice was on somebody's head. Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. More importantly, can anybody realistically see Orange Cassidy going to the producers or? You know, the people that have the ability to somehow hang a big thing of orange juice above everybody's <laughs> head and say, now, nobody's, <laughs> by, you know? Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of the old days when uh, 
they did DX with the remember they did sewage one time and the, just recently yeah. they did slime backstage and on SmackDown which was, which was not uh, anyway the best was the original was uh, Kane and Paul Bear dumping yes. blood on Austin and, and prep for the first blood match in '98 that was the best yeah, that was cool that was cool uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy so apparently that's uh, continuing I this feud isn't was, doing it for me I thought this was the worst rated it is. So, uh, so the segment was the worst rated segment that Jericho and Orange Cassidy had a few weeks ago. The match last week was like in the middle, but it was oh, okay, um, good. But it still lost to the NXT yeah. main event overall and barely won in that that demo. Whereas all the other quarters uh, usually win comfortably in that demo. So it hasn't been doing well in the ratings. Yeah, man. I know we talk about this a little bit, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I know that you're you're legit busy with all the things you got going on in Longwood. So just in case you've missed some of the stuff on Twitter, basically the big back and forth has been NXT continuing to win the overall viewership, but then Tony Khan, Jericho, and others just keep tweeting 18 to 49 demos, all that TV cares about. So we're actually winning, and so like there's kind of like this battle of like, what is it? Hmm. Like, is it is a view overall viewership or is a demo? There's like this. That's hence Jericho is trolling everybody in his in his promos tonight, referring to this demo thing. Right, I picked up on that, the trolling. I, I, that was good. Um, but that's what people do. I, I, I don't, you know, I usually don't like that when somebody loses something and then they try to change the narrative and they move the goalposts as to what we should really be caring about because it fits your narrative, right? Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It I sucks because the- I like AEW better. I just flat out always say that. I yeah. just, so I don't like the fact that they're doing that, but whatever. I, I just think, think it, I think it just it def- it, it's defensive, it, right? Yeah, it looks a little petty and defensive. Like, and again, I, I, on the one hand, I admire Tony Khan trying to be more, trying to be like you know the fact that like he will answer just random fans. Like, you know, you're never yeah. gonna get that. Vince McMahon's never gonna do that. Like, so on the one hand, okay, it's kind of cool that you have this billionaire who's really trying to be there with the people, and trying to like yes. listen. But on the other yes. hand, it's like, dude, you're worth how many billions of dollars, and you're getting into like back and forth arguments, defending yourself on Twitter, like like that. You don't makes, think you don't think that's super passionate though? Like that's do you want to refreshing? No, it's it's passionate to a point, but then like it's passionate to the point of like that he has engaged not not just about this topic, but he engages on Twitter in general with with fans and and the media. I know he's done it with a lot of us in the media. That that's refreshing, okay. Yeah. But then when you get into the you know, like trying to like explain to everybody how they really won, and sending screenshots, of the yeah, charts. yeah, it, that becomes like, dude, like if if I if I get it, if I, I was it. you, I, I would not even care. Like, I, go, I, I'm just such a, I'm a big TK Mark. I like I like what he does. I think he's different, um, and I think he's trying to fulfill a, a not a niche but a need that this business has had because of so many years it being so what's the word um not watered down but uh pasteurized um by wwe D- wwe is disney now right so we don't get that gut that gut uh, in- whatever the word is i'm trying like to think the, I, I think passion is the best way to put passion. it it's just like that passion for the product for, from the owner no less like that's that's cool to i think that's cool but by the same token when I used to st- when I was first starting out in OVW, Nova once gave me advice, and I never took it. Um, but it was, you know, be- after every OVW show, I'd be out there and I would take pictures and sign autographs with all the same fans that kept coming each week, right? And he's like, Matt, if they keep if you keep doing that, they're not going to think you're a big deal after a while. They're- eventually, you're just going to be, oh, Matt, that's his big Matt. You know, that's what's going to happen. And uh, you got to treat yourself like a superstar. 
Yeah. And I'm like, but I was that kid. I was that seven-year-old kid who would go bananas to meet a pro wrestler in real life and take a photo with them. Like, I can't do that. Yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? It, it just reminds me of when WWF started mentioning WCW on TV and started doing the Huckster and the, and the Nacho Man. You're like, okay, now it's bothering Vince. Now he's shooken, yeah. you know, because he is mentioning it. I think when Tony Khan, it's just such a random thing to be on TV because I think very few people are that deep into the woods and the ratings, except you're, if you're online, to, to care about the 18 to 49 demo. Most people saying we want... We had more viewers. We were the most watched wrestling show last week as opposed to we were the most watched wrestling show in the 18 to 49 demo, which is the demo that the advertisers care about. I think that resonates more with fans. So it's better to not say anything than to right. to kind of parse the numbers, even though they did. They have been dominating that rating, but it has yeah. gotten tighter. And, and why would a, to be honest, why would a fan care if an advertiser what they care about? Like, right. a, I, as a fan, I don't care about the rating. I care about was this show more entertaining than the other. And yeah. uh, I, I thought AEW's was better. Um, you, you'd be surprised with the ratings, though. Online, those are like the most popular articles now, uh, especially between them. Fans are huge intro oh, for years, you know. Yeah. And, and as a wrestler Monday myself, I used to always get the core hours mm. to keep track on what I was doing and, you know, then try to go on Twitter and take claim for like a two minute segment out of the 15 minute <laughs> segment. And it was like the highest rate of the show. I'm like, Oh, I got the highest rate of the segment of the show. <laughs> and it was like, no, it should. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Angle beat Sting in a, a 13 minute match. You had a two minute promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take it where you can. Yeah. But I mean, like we're saying, I, and I agree with Matt. I mean, I admire Tony Khan and it's cool that he's so passionate. It's cool that we're getting a different, a new product that's on major television. I admire all that. I just, I just, I just, dude, you're a billionaire. Be a billionaire. Be, you know, in some respects, don't, 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 don't get petty with certain people that are going to only hear what they want to hear. On social media. Beating NXT right now, I mean, granted, you know, the, the fact that they dominated them in everything for so long, and now it's... Slipped. Slip, yeah, and, and, and the, the margins have better. slipped. And NXT's gotten better, to be fair. They have. They, their, their builds have gotten better. They've been doing a better job. But you look at the, the payroll for an AEW show, you know, Chris Jericho combined probably makes more than everyone on NXT combined. I mean, did I, Chris Jericho by himself makes yeah, more than you. everyone on NXT combined. And so yeah. you do got to take those into effect of what you're what you're bragging about beating, in my opinion. I mean, WWE is a monster. They are a monster. So, like, come on, guys. Two years ago, did we really think we would see something like this? I sure as hell didn't. Yeah. No, you know, I, I, I don't know. We got to cheer them on. <laughs> no, I, I I love competition, so I think it's great. Um. So Jericho was complaining about his jacket costing $7,000 and he went on commentary <laughs> with the orange juice stained jacket like while drenched in orange juice. <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, next, we had the Elite. Oh, my God. So we had a backstage uh, promo with Jurassic Express. Luchasaurus doing the whole 35 million years thing. I've been waiting for this. Um, Ugh, Marco Stunt. As soon as that's this promo... Stop. Yeah, and and they're laughing. It reminded me of stuff you'd see on Raw. Um, but then <laughs> what, what? What a knock! <laughs> it reminds me of stuff you would see on Raw. 
but that kind, you know, that comedy of them laughing, them doing that fake laughing. Uh, they're laughing at you know Jericho having the orange juice dumped on him. Marco That's the Stunt. best analysis someone could bring. Is it reminds me of something that would be on Raw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. What are your thoughts on the promo then, Justin? <laughs> Look like something that would be on Raw. Um, so then we went to the Elite. Uh, so you had the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, and Jungle Boy. Um, it was it was fine. Um, I mean, the action was good, but you got Marco Stunt in there. Uh, Omega eventually hits the V-trigger on Marco Stunt. The one-winged angel gets the um, cover, and that's Omega, the elite with, with the win. And then after... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Omega, sell, Omega was selling way too much for Marco. He was, like, doing the Ric Flair beg. Yeah, one like right. what? I, and, well, I agree. I agree. I, I don't. I agree. And then, and, and Matt, I know he's like one of your favorites, and and I and I know he's talented. He's a different. He's a different flavor of pro of pro wrestling performance. I just am not getting it with Kenny. I feel like everything I watch with Kenny, it's point to my opponent, do my little bicycle run, and and I, I just I, he can do some athletic things. He he's athletic as all hell. I'm not denying that. And 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 yes. but I just I feel like I he just doesn't feel like a he doesn't feel like a top guy to me. He doesn't. I don't know. He's not because he's not. He's not there yet. He's not. But again, I, I I'm a former pro wrestler, right? So I really dig when I see somebody who's doing stuff that I know I could never do athletically. It makes me react different when sure. I watch his stuff. Now, the point at the ropes before he's hitting it and point, yeah, it does get annoying. It gets a little bit. Yes, it does. Um, but. I don't know. I'm rooting for him, and, and I think this company needs to do better by him. They, they've done a terrible job protecting him, or maybe it's himself being that unselfish. And in a day and age where you used to think being unselfish was a compliment and, and a good thing, it's not a good thing right now because they need him desperately to be that best bout machine You know that everybody heard about from Japan that didn't get an opportunity to maybe see. And now here he is, live and direct on American television every week. How they how have they done a good job of building him? I don't think they have. They've done a good story between him and his partner. Yes, they have. They've 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 provided good layers. I also follow along um, on being the elite series on YouTube. I watch every week. I never miss one, honestly. Um, so like, I do like the layers they put to the storyline. I do. Um, I just think both of those guys, including Hangman, should be much further ahead. It's and it's not on them. It's on whoever's writing their stuff or whatnot. Like on how they've been booked, Kenny. You got to get selfish. You have to get a little bit more selfish in the ring here. You are you are the baddest wrestler on the planet. Everybody says, you know, uh, the the best wrestler from bell to bell. One of them, although I say AJ is, but Kenny is right there in my opinion. With very close. Um, you got to act like that all the time. Don't stop giving all these people offense that they have not earned yet. And tonight, after the match, uh, Kenny Omega did start kicking the crap out of Marco Stunt. So it does seem like they're heading yes. towards that heel direction. So hopefully Good. Good. it starts moving that way. Hangman Page, the babyface, we finally get that feud. Because I think Omega That'll needs work. something right now. He's been just, uh, uh, to your point, just uh, underused Ken, this year. Kenny as a heel would, would work. I'm telling you, it would, especially in this feud. Because nobody wants to boo Cowboy. Yeah. Or Hangman, Cowboy. Jeez. And then you open, you get Omega and Moxley again, this time with a different dynamic. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be cool. 
but Good Justin, point. your thoughts on the uh, the little heel turn, quasi heel turn? I, I, yeah, I'd be fine for. It. I'm I'm really I'm fine for anything that's going to switch it up because I just like I just wa- again I watch and I, I just I, every week I'm going I don't get it I don't get it what am I like and and I will say I watched um it, it, admittedly it was one of the first uh, Kenny Omega matches I ever watched was when he did the match with Jericho in New Japan a couple years ago and I liked it I was entertained. I look back now and I go, how much of it was because of Jericho? Right. Duh. You know, so it's like, yeah, I just I watch and I and I want I want to be with the cool kids. I want to sit with the cool kids. No, I want to sit with them. But nope. I don't. I want to nope. sit with Matt Morgan. Nope. I want nope. I want to share lunch with them. <laughs> or not I, I, I want him to steal my tater tots, but I can't figure out what it is I'm missing here. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. And, and to be fair, did you see his match match of the year versus uh, what's his name? Okada. Uh, Okada. Have you seen that yet, Justin? Uh, I don't think I have. So please go see that when okay. you get a chance. Good right. lord. Okay. Uh, Tina Miller, back to your comments from earlier, Matt. She was saying those moments with the fans is what they'll remember. I live in Georgia and watched AJ Styles before he made it to TNA. He used to come wow. out and talk to us. I'll remember that my whole life. That's awesome. That is so yeah. cool, Tina. That's cool. Yeah. I tried to never lose sight of that, honestly. And if that made me a lesser of a star because of it, so who cares? It's, that's stupid. You know, right? Danny California with the two dollars super chat saying, "Imagine if this was Omega who signed with WWE." And that's a good point. If Omega was like this on the main roster right now, WWE would be getting a lot of crap. He'd, for he'd be on the he'd be, he'd be on main event by now. Yeah, no, no, he's right. The show, not the booking status. Right. No, he's right. He, no, I know what you mean. He's right. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, I don't think he's. It's that bad, but I, I don't think he'd be high up. I think he'd be well, like. Uh, but it would he'd be, be, he'd, he'd it would be, be the WWE, hacker. It would be WWE. It would be the hacker. It'd be WWE doing it to him, though. Here's the difference. Yeah. He's doing this himself, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right? Isn't he a VP or whatever? Yeah, he's an ex- he's executive. executive. Yeah. Use that, Kenny, use that executive stroke. Come on, man. Because the bigger star he is, the bigger he can make other yes. people. Yes. That's why, listen, like a year from now, two years from now, once you main evented every show for this company, because I think he could, mm-hmm. um, then start doing that unselfish stuff, which is to be commended that he's doing it to begin with. I get it, but you're you're not a it's not as effective as it could be. Yeah, uh, Bruce Bennett, I kind of agree with this more. Nakamura, he'd be more like where Nakamura is probably on the main roster. Um, but uh, next up we have um, Hikaru Shida talking with Alex Marvez. And Sheeta was asked if Nihilish Rose should get another rematch doing to the top contenders being out of action. And uh, Sheeta basically said, yeah. So, uh, And then we had another promo, John Moxley, uh, saying the, ba- uh, the last few weeks have not been the best for him. Uh, he's been bothered by many things, but he plans on taking it to Cage and just ripping his torn biceps in two. So basically putting in your head that those torn biceps are going to come into play later. Good. I thought that was good story talk. Um, next, we had Brandy Rhodes with Allie. I mean, Brandy Rhodes and Allie uh, with Dustin Rhodes versus Rache, Rachel Chanel, Rachel Chanel, and MJ Jenkins and uh, Kenzie Page. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's Kenzie um, Page. I'm not sure about the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was there. Yeah, Allie pinning Jenkins for the win. One, two, three. Um, I mean, I thought this was okay. I, I, I mean, I don't know. 
yeah, there's so, better there's better women's wrestlers on that show that I thought could have been highlighted here tonight, but whatever. Where the hell's Abaddon? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things going on right now that who knows? It could be travel issues. Who, I, who knows? Uh, QT Marshall, it, it, he has COVID, so he hasn't been on the show. So I thought it was weird that they had Brandy and Allie out here because he was kind of the main part of that storyline. Yes, he was. So, That's why the, you could have chosen this time to feature some of the other women in that division that need it right now. Yeah. Um, next up, we had a segment that a bunch of our listeners called last week. Nyla Rose in the ring with Dasha. Um, Nyla was asked who her new manager is, and Rose says she's not saying they'll let him say it itself. And then out comes Vicky Guerrero with her music to the yes. excuse me. And so Vicky Wait, Guerrero... Wait, did, did the listener say that, or did I say that last week, Rod? we all said it, didn't we? Or just... uh, No, you said awesome. One of you guys said awesome calling, and I said that would be ridiculous. I said no. That I said you need... I said you need yeah, and I said Glenn, you need. I said you need somebody smaller in size than Isla Rose. Right. You can't have somebody bigger than. I believe yeah. I said that. I think. I believe I, think I said it. I said it. But there were a bunch of people in the chat also. But yes, uh, I said it. All right. Roll uh, the tape, Raj. Matt Turn Morgan the with the the Vicky Guerrero call. But yes, Vicky Guerrero is now uh, now her manager. So we'll see. Do you think they're overdoing these? Um, these legends as managers because we haven't really seen well, it Vicky's used effectively legend. all the Vicky, way yet. Vicky's not a legend. Not but yet. you know what I mean. Like, uh, she's a WWE Hall of Famer, right? Is Vicky a Hall of Famer? I didn't know that. I forget. I think so. Is she a Hall is a legend if she is, obviously. Is she a Hall of Famer or, did she, or are you picturing her on a Hall of Fame stage because she accepted Eddie's? I don't know. I gotta, she was. I gotta Google. in the chat will let us know. But either way, I, I I don't see her managing her anywhere near like what Arn and Tully are doing with the others. Not at all. Arn, Tully, Jake, Taz. I think this is different. I do think I feel this is very different to me aesthetically. Very different. Okay. All right. So hey, hey guys, real, real quick before we move on, do you remember when um, I said that the manager is going to be Vicky Guerrero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you agreed with me that it'll be Vicky. <laughs> Do you remember that time, guys, when I got it right and said it was going to be Vicky Guerrero and you all copied me? All right. Some people in here are saying it was Justin. So It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't right, think credit, she's in. Credit where credit's, credit's due. Yeah, she's not in, apparently. So my bad. Um, so, yeah, I think it was probably her accepting for Eddie that I'm thinking of. Uh, next week, Cody's going to defend the title. Hangman versus five of the Dark Order. Uh if Elise versus Diamante, uh, MJF with Wardlow will be in action. Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade and the Falls Count Anywhere. And then Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Luchasaurus Ooh. and Jungle Boy. Who cares? Uh, listen, e- e- why are we talking? Right, listen, Eva Elise, did you say? Yeah. Versus who? Uh, Diamante. Oh, that could be cool. Yeah, Eva Elise from. Uh, Eva Elise is so underrated. Why are they not using her more? I don't know. I don't she, think she's I signed, think, is she? She's had a. Um, she's good. Yeah, let me see here. Didn't she have Raj? Didn't she have some bad headlines? Once upon yeah, a time? just like attitude stuff, which is why I guess it didn't work in WWE. But um, ever she since a, then, she was I, in Lucha Underground too, wasn't she? Yeah, she was in Lucha Underground. Yeah, she, not just her, but uh, you know, a bunch of people wanted to get out of those contracts, which 
The right oh, movement. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Good call. Yeah, yeah Belise is awesome. So if, if you know, I'm not sure if she's signed yet or if it's more like a tryout, but if she does, that's a great get. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just for some reason I thought like headlines, but I think you're right. I think it was when I think it was I think she was among a lot of people that were disgruntled with El Ray and Lucha Underground. Right. Um, and then finally, the main event: John Moxley versus Brian Cage with Taz. Uh, this was the story of the match was Cage just kind of dominating Moxley, but Moxley just continually, continuously working on that arm. Uh, you know, anytime it seemed like Moxley was getting the better of it, Cage would come back with the power moves. And uh, at one point, Moxley hit the paradigm shift, and Cage kicked out, which I believe is the first time someone's kicked out of that in AEW. Uh, finally, the end saw Moxley uh, going for an arm bar. Uh, picking at Cage's fingers um, and rolled in another armbar was just not letting it go and Taz finally decided to throw in the, ta- the towel. So, John Moxley versus uh, via referee stoppage winning. So, I don't know how I feel about this because in a way, they think they're protecting him by him not taking a pinfall loss. Mm-hmm. Right? But by the same token, your own manager is the one who's watching you get beat up so bad that he doesn't want you to continue. Your biggest fan, your biggest supporter himself says, my guy can't continue. It's, there's there's something that's wussy about that. I don't mm-hmm. like for Brian Cage. What they should have done is what they always did with me. Sting with his terrible Scorpion Deathlock on me. Don't go back and watch it, folks. It was terrible looking. And I had to blackout so the announcers could protect me and say Matt Morgan refused to quit you know um, something like Boston Bret Hart yes there you go and it protects the baby face or the person you're trying to protect rather and that's exactly what they tried to do tonight Matt because they immediately went to the commentators Jericho sets JR up and says JR tell the people why that was smart on Taz and JR goes well Chris because if if, if Moxley would have broken that arm, that's another five months of rehab, and this guy can't yep. have ten months rehab in one year. Yeah, they tried. But that, then, that was but, good. Yeah, which is, it is. It is. But then what kind of kills it is not less, I mean, it couldn't have been 30 seconds at most. So let me go back and count. Right. 30 seconds yeah. at most. Brian Cage is up, has the belt in his hands, hits Moxley, and now this the he's supposed to be a one-armed man. He is now mounting uh, Moxley and pummeling. Right, it's like, where's the right. cell for this almost ripped off arm? Right. Well, didn't they cover it by saying that because he threw in the towel, they didn't, he, his injury did not get to that point to where it was torn yeah, or it wasn't going to be able to use it anymore. But it still shouldn't be fine like two seconds later. Um, I mean, you should register it. Right. But, I mean, you're in a fight. I'm trying to think of past fights in real life I've been in. Um, yeah, I was just trying to think of UFC fights. When your adrenaline runs, right? I remember once I had my eye totally screwed up, right? It was all bashed into my temple area. Um, Like, I wasn't, when I was fighting back, I wasn't like, oh, you know what I mean? And punching the guy and and fighting back and defending myself, you know? Your adrenaline's running. I don't know. I'm I'm really reaching here to try to uh, protect (laughs) Brian Cage because I really like Brian Cage, and I don't like how he did him tonight. 
Yeah. If you're in a right. if you're in a fight and your arms are almost getting broken, you're not gonna fight back with your arm that's almost broken. You're gonna try to find something else if you could. No, no, I can't defend this. I'm trying. Can, <laughs> folks, give me credit for trying here. You're not <laughs> and look, you're not we're not knocking Brian because he's obviously instructive how this is gonna go. It's just you know, they weren't ready to take the title off Moxley, which again we've been wondering how are they gonna do this? And it's just like oh man. We were, we were not wondering. We said he was gonna lose. There's no questions about it. He was gonna lose. And this was not a good idea to book him in this corner. Yeah. Uh, Sumed B asking, what, what would be the harm in dropping the title to Cage as Mox has already had a great run and it would also mean a headline-grabbing move for AEW? Uh, I get title changes are something sacred, but what are our thoughts? I mean, is it too early for Brian Cage to be a champion there? I don't know. I would say so, right? builds a superstar really quick. It does, yeah. It, it does do that. But Someone AEW- that, whose name wasn't made in WWE. Has AEW been around long enough for that title on somebody to make the person versus Chris Jericho making that championship from day one and making it mean something? Um, Moxley is a champion. I don't know, you guys. I, I don't feel the same thing I did when Jericho was their champion. And I love Moxley. I agree. Yeah, yeah and same I'm- thing. Yeah, and Moxley's been harmed by the the time frame. He's been he's been you know he he's he's been off for for weeks. Given you know when they when they they taped five weeks in, in that, that that in that stretch of time in April in Georgia and he, and then the COVID with he and Renee. Yeah. So he yeah. he's been a victim, unfortunately, of really bad timing. There's been no consistency uh, behind him. Which and, well, plus his Brody Lee feud wasn't exactly didn't exactly set the world on fire. Um, yeah. Another person who shouldn't have been wrestling him and taking a loss yet. I agree. Uh, Aaron Withy, I don't know, Matt. This almost seems like you might have sent this in. Matt, your story is inspiring. You are the kind of leader we need in times like this. Aaron Withy with the $5 Super Chat. Thank you, Aaron. That's very cool of you. Appreciate that. All right. So that was AEW. Uh, at, the, at the end, uh, as Justin alluded to, Cage is attacking Moxley after the match. And then the lights go out. Darby Allen comes in, goes to the top rope, hits uh, Brian Cage from the top with the skateboard. And then Cage ends up fleeing, coming back, being held back. Um, and that was how the show ended. So Darby Allen's back. Cool. And it was cool. And obviously Cage is the one who sidelined Darby. Here's another thing. Brian Cage just you know got the towel thrown in, losing to Moxley. Brian Cage is going to lose to Darby Allen. You think? No. Mm. No. No. Poor Darby Allen's about to get like powerbombed like Brock did to like spike dudley in his debut that's what's gonna happen man. would love to see it matt morgan but i have a feeling that when the push comes to shove they have their match darby allen's gonna find a way to win okay we haven't you know even in AEW, you haven't really seen a small small guy beating a bigger guy you'll see like cody beating lance archer but you're not seeing marco stunt beating Brody lee you know you know what i mean i don't know oh, we'll I see agree. i agree all right, now let's get to this NXT show. Um, NXT. So it started off with the Keith Lee promo that we kind of talked about at the beginning. Uh, Keith Lee uh, talking about how uh, the people that have helped motivate him uh, to win the title, he he uh, put over his old trainer, Tim Brooks, who had passed away. Uh, also thanked the WWE Universe. Um and then called out Dominic Dijakovic, who hasn't been on TV for a while, so supposedly going to the main roster soon. Uh, he said he uh, Dijakovic put over Keith Lee huge, saying no one deserves it more than him. Keith Lee said he talked to William Regal, 
and he wants to defend his, his title against Dijakovic. So that match is on for tonight. I, I know they've wrestled a lot, but I never get sick of them wrestling. I like their innovation. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think Keith Lee even, Raj, backed up with us. I think he did an interview recently this <laughs> week where he said, like, he could like he loves tearing the house down with Dijakovic, and he and he hopes he and Dijakovic could do it at WrestleMania one day. Like he put over that big of like how much he loves to work with another big man. Like, and they could do it. I do think one day they can do it. They've got to do a better job though to get the other big man there. Though He's, he needs something still. He needs yeah. a, I don't know if it's his character, something. Yeah, I think and Dijakovic. Or you mean Dijakovic or Keith? Yes. Lee? Yeah. No, Di- I agree. And Raj, I, I saw you, I saw your tweet. I agreed with you. Dijakovic looks smaller when he came out for this promo, but then after seeing him in his wrestling gear later, I think it was just because right. he was wearing baggy clothing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I thought he looks like he lost some weight in this, but then, yeah. Well, he's, not a big, he he's, a, he's not a big man. He's skinny. He's more tall, he's, yeah. He's, he's lean. Tall. He's tall and skinny. Um, uh, James Young saying, Mayor Matt is within driving distance of AEW tape is when he accepted TNT champ challenge. <laughs> I would get smoked in like five seconds. I'm not in ring shape. <laughs> I'm like built for show right now. I'm not built to go anymore. <laughs> right. Up next, you, we have Thanks uh, for the love. <laughs> Thank you. Built though. for show, not built to go. I love that. <laughs> I'm old. Hey, man, the 40s can be a pain in the ass. Uh, Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest was up next. Um, no, I, th- I kind of, I thought it it was it, this match was fine. These two uh, are always against each other. Yeah, I feel I don't know why I feel that. I feel like this is super repetitive for some reason to me. Am I making this been? up? No, you're not. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm I'm like the match. I wasn't like overly crazy about the match. I'm just glad that like they seem like they have a path of Damian Priest. I think they the big things should be there for him. So I'm just kind of happy they should seem be. like they have a path for him. Yeah. Yeah. And Damian Priest is one of those guys I could see succeeding on the main roster. Yes, he's got a cool look. He's got good size. He's got he's got she checks all those boxes. Um, so Damian Priest getting the win. Um, after that, we got a promo with uh, Timothy Thatcher giving technical pointers. Uh, you guys thoughts on the uh, Timothy Thatcher character? Eh, I don't like it. And the incoming Oni Lorcan, the continuation of the Oni Lorcan Timothy Thatcher feud. I'm just—it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'll say. Th- th- this is something that might like work with the culture and style on the NXT UK show, but this doesn't. Yes, know, yes, you know. yes, totally, yes. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Shotzi Blackheart versus Indy Hartwell. Uh, another good match. I thought this was this was good. Uh, at one point, Blackheart hit a, sen- a senton. Uh, Robert Stone, who was wearing a boot, uh, stormed down the ramp and distracted the referee. Uh, Hartwell sent Blackheart down with the DDT while the referee was distracted. Aaliyah climbed up on the apron and pushed Blackheart off the top rope. Hartwell capitalized and got the win. So it looks like Indy Hartwell will not be with uh, aligned with Robert Roode and Aaliyah. All right, great. Um, Glenn loves Shotzi Blackheart, by the way. He loves saying her name. We ever notice that? It, it's a cool name. Isn't isn't it, doesn't doesn't Shotzi, Shotzi? do a, doesn't doesn't Shotzi do a, like I think Glenn said this. Shotzi does like a podcast with like a friend of Glenn's or something. It's like oh, oh really? that's yeah. right. That's so Glenn right. Glenn's been on the ground. He's been on the on the ground floor with the Shotzi Blackheart movement. Yeah. Well, Blackheart's a cool ass name, and Shotzi it's different. Blackheart is a cool ass name. I don't know about the first name, but 
Raj, you better hope there's an all women's show because you know you can have Glenn host every podcast for that because he he'll he'll do every all women's show podcast. He he's he he is he and I'm not knocking him, but he is the biggest advocate, and I I I, I like the fact he is the biggest advocate of all of getting getting the women over. Oh, uh, I am as well, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, Natalie. Speaking of which, we can't time this any better. There's no reason why NXT cannot do Evolution two and All Women's Night. It could actually, it could also elevate more storylines for the women and introduce more wrestlers. Yes, uh, we saw Sasha and Io do a huge number a couple of weeks ago. I, I mean, I think you could make a special NXT if you wanted to, if if you don't have the pay per view time or you know for the, they, the time reserved. They have the most. They need to have their own show, in my opinion. Again, um, they have the most intriguing characters. They have the most intriguing storylines. Between if you're gonna if you're gonna compare guys to girls right now in WWE, it's not even debatable. It really is that far ahead with their storylines and, and their characters. You know who each one is right away. You get what they're about right away. It makes life easier to watch when you watch their matches. You know their what their reasons are, why they react, and what they do, and that's so important. Yeah, I just think another show is not what we need. I just utilize the women on the better on the shows that you have. Yeah, but you know what? what they you know they need more content with the NXT yeah. no longer being a network exclusive because it's on USA. Now they're sending content, which we'll talk about in a little bit, over to the Peacock platform for NBC. Right. Uh, and WWE Network show for the women wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah. Well, I think a, a, a special like Evolution would be great. I just think a weekly show. The WWE is overexposed as it is, and I just think like Two Hundred Five Live. I just think Vince wouldn't be that involved. He wouldn't have interest, and it would just kind of fade away. Um, I think that's why it would be good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. That could be a that could be a blessing. Uh, after the break, Legado del Fantasma uh, did a, a promo. And then we went to the main event, Keith Lee versus, I mean, not the main event, the, the, we're at the middle of the show, main event, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, winner take all for the North American and NXT championship. And the finish saw uh, Dijakovic hitting a big pump kick, going for another pin, Lee kicked out, hoisted Dijakovic up for the Big Bang catastrophe, Dijakovic was knocked out, and Lee won and retained his titles. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. This was a tough match to say this was not match of the night. You know, I love this match, but it was, I still like the AEW's uh, match slightly better. The tag. Sorry. Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, we've seen several matches between these two, so this definitely was not their best, but it almost felt like because they were in the middle of the show, because it was not going to be a title change, it almost felt like, I don't want to say they held back, but like... I don't know. They, they, maybe I'll just say that. It felt like they, they, they did not go all in as we've seen in some of the other matches. It wasn't bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but it was just like it, it needed to be. This is Keith Lee's first week as being uh, you know, the, the holding both title belts. They, they didn't go as far as they could have gone with some intensity in some spots. But nonetheless, it was still really good. It was probably the, maybe, the, maybe arguably the, the, the best thing NXT had tonight. I don't know. Well, main event was better. It was still good. The, after the match was the best part for me with Cross or uh, Scarlett. And uh, and yes, yeah, so, so after the match, lights go out. Scarlett does her entrance. Uh, no carrying cross, just kind of the tease, and uh, she places a, a message for Lee from carrying cross before walking back up the ramp. So cool stuff. Carrying cross just has an awesome, awesome entrance that they got, and and, and Scarlett just adds so much to his character. Sizzle to the steak. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, Chris Lau with the super chat saying the women are carrying WWE right now and honestly are the only thing that interests me. I'd me watch too. an all women show over Raw right now. Me too, Chris. I agree. Yeah. Um, Raw is tough. <laughs> uh, okay, so for me, for WWE, be all women's plus Keith Lee stuff. Yeah. I'd sign off on that. All right. I'm trying to think who else. Um, who else has been buzzy? You know, The Fiend when he was hot for a while. Oh, okay. The Fiend. If he's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's not there's not too much right now. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Denzel DeJornet. DeJornet? DeJornet. DeJornet. Uh, Timothy Thatcher with the win. And after the match, what we mentioned earlier, Oni Lorcan got out to the ring, ran out, and sent Thatcher out. Whoopie-doo. Next. Yeah, next we had Robert Stone apologizing to Killian Dane, for, and he blamed his coffee spilling on Shotzi Blackheart. Aaliyah found a poster that Dexter Loomis made in regards to Stone getting his leg run over by a Blackheart's tank. I don't know. It's just, just yeah. Um, Again, yeah, we've, said that, we've said this Dane, before. Basically, Ro- Dane's told uh, Stone that he wants a match with Dexter Lewis. We've said, we've said this before. Robert Stone's in such good shape. Why is, he, why, why, is it, why, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? I don't know. It better build him be one day being a wrestler. I'll tell you that. It better. You know who he is right now? You remember that rest that manager uh, Jameson? I said this. <laughs> Did you? Yes, literally Jameson. I swear to God, because that is what he is. You're correct. Yeah, that's what he is, Jameson. Yes. Have you guys heard the theories from fans on social that that, that Robert Stone is just a it's just a parody of Tony Khan? Yeah. The look and the way he dresses in the suit and. I don't know. I didn't know if you. I don't know if I, like, Raj, have you heard that? I, I mean, I've I can't heard, see WWE selling that much. Can you? WWE selling for him that much? I don't think so. And I think I, yeah, I don't think so. And I think he, Robbie he didn't have the character before. I was gonna say I think Robbie even started doing this character a little bit before Tony Khan was a thing. So, but if they're starting uh, to make him like he can't sign anyone competent, or like if they have turned it into a spoof of Tony Khan, that's pretty funny. If that's what it is. I think it'd be funny. I mean, if you don't have a problem with Brody, I mean, if you have a problem with Brody Lee spoofing Vince, then I could see you have a problem with this. Have a problem with this. But if you don't, it's the same I thing. I don't. <laughs> I don't. If we get a week where uh, somebody comes up to, to, to Robert Stone and was like, your girl Aaliyah lost again. Yes, but she had the best 18 to 49 demo results <laughs> in her match. <laughs> you know, then we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be confirmation for sure. And that, that would be pretty funny if they did that. That would be funny. As I, <laughs> as I was writing that in my head, I was popping myself. I thought that's pretty good. Uh, Natalie with a $2 super chat asking about a monthly. How about a monthly women's show on Saturdays? I don't want any wrestling on Saturdays. And Saturdays usually don't draw well. Um, I mean, that's why none, none of the wrestling shows do it, but. Yeah, I could. I mean, just doing a monthly special and taking over one of the the NXT or the Raw time slot, would be great. Uh, I, I, yeah, I about to say I'd rather them too. Yeah, yeah, I about to say I'd rather I'd rather one of the three hours of Raw be dedicated to the women to to make the three hours of Raw better. Yeah. Uh, did you hear? Did you hear Justin's th- thing, Matt? What you just said? We'll move on. Yeah, about the 18 to 49 demo. If we see Robert Stone talking about that, we'll know for sure. He's a spoof on Tony Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. All right. Don't ask Matt to sell my jokes. He was. I know. We're moving on from it. I was trying to give it some love. All right. Finally, Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox for the women's championship. 
this was a pretty long match, but really good. Uh, Tegan Knox has improved just tremendously. And EO, it's hard to tell how much of that is just EO because EO is tremendous. No, Tegan's um, good, dude. Tegan is good. No. I think she's the real deal. EO can hang with anyone. Um, well, but yeah, do you think was, between, between the two of them, you don't think Tegan potentially could be the bigger star? I mean, I guess it just depends on how they're they're booked. You, booked. I mean, you know, ultimately the main roster, we've seen a lot of, you know, a lot of people who haven't been booked to their full potential. So, sure. who knows? Um, but if if I were both of them, I, well, especially you, I'd probably want to stay in NXT because she, you know. Dude, they, when she goes to the main roster, they're going to pigeonhole her and they're going to do stupid, silly um what do you call it? It's booking where like they did with like the, a lot of some of the other Japanese talents, like the Kabuki warriors, like a stereotypical kind yes. of thing, which is so stupid. Cause they have that. They, they, it feels like they have a lot of Jap- more Japanese wrestlers than, than they used to have. Right. That Probably the most they've ever had. Yeah. So now is the time start diversifying them and make them all different. I hate that they pigeonhole. Yeah. It's like so behind the times too, on top of it. Yeah. Oh, I missed the cross segment. I'll get that in a second. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, find the the finish of the match. Saw uh, Shirai Io go to the top rope, hit a moonsault, went for the cover, and retained the title. And it ended up. And then after the match, uh, Io was going up the ramp. Uh, Dakota Kai came out and attacked her. Yep, that was cool. And real quick, uh, backstage earlier in the show, Mackenzie Mitchell was interviewing Dominic Dijakovic after he lost to Keith Lee. Uh, Dijakovic again was putting over Keith Lee and Karrion Cross came from up from behind. They started to fight and Cross just, you know, threw this guy over the, the barricade like he was nothing, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, that was cool. All right. So that was the show. Um, your guys' thoughts. AEW won tonight for me. Yeah. I thought I thought so too, uh, Justin. Yeah, I'll continue my accurate predictions. I will say AEW will f- will break the three week winning streak, and they will win the overall viewership, so they can tout that, and likely the eighteen to forty nine demo. I agree. I think that yeah, I think they'll win both this week, by a lot. Um, speaking of ratings, Raw this past week, Matt, we talked about it briefly earlier. Uh, one point five six one million viewers on the USA Network, down eight percent from last week. This is the lowest rated Raw in the history of the show. And, um, you know, we were talking on Monday night how, how, how much of a hard time we've had watching this show. Uh, just, it's, I don't know how much to blame on COVID, though, you know? Well, NXT has been too long. Up. It's too yeah, long. Yeah. Even with crowds, three hours every week is too long. You just can't. It's too long. Yeah, it, it just catches up with you at some point. And it's been dropping every year. Um, obviously, COVID has uh, pushed it farther down. But, uh, again, we're at 1.5 million, and football season hasn't even started yet. So, I mean, this is it's kind of scary. Well, and aside from football, you know, you have baseball, who's planning to start up at the end of this month. You have the hockey marathon. It's going to have three games a day, 12, 4, and 8 Eastern time. For their playoffs, it's going to start August 1st. NBA is trying to do the same thing, and mind you, you have you know, have all those fan bases that are clamoring to have live sports because they've had nothing uh, for the last five months. 
So this is this is not going to get any easier for WWE. Never mind just football. You're going to get hit with all these little, all these little live sports that are going to try to do this. And if they can successfully keep the players in the bubble and healthy, this is, you know, you're yeah. going in this. This is bad for WWE. And it's not WWE, just WWE. AEW is going to be up against uh, baseball and, and NBA too, and, and NXT. So they're all going to get hurt now. They they haven't had competition the last few months. Now they're all going to have competition. Justin yeah. Lopez with the super chat saying in two weeks, the NBA and MLB will be returning and people myself are hungry for sports. My question is, do you eventually see raw ratings fall, falling under 1 million once they return? I could. If there's a big football game, I could easily see raw teetering in that level. Yeah. And is that the threshold Raj? Cause even when WB gets low numbers like this, it's like everybody, you know, the response is well, you know, USA would most shows on USA would love to have 1.5 million every week. If they fall below a million, is that the point where USA steps in and says, "Okay, something has to change here"? I, w- I would well, think so. What's that? Okay, well, what's that something? Uh, how the what stars or lack of stars you have? How are you producing it? Is three hours too much? But then, but then I'm, I'm I guess USA is probably still making a lot of money still on 1.5 million for three hours. It's still probably making better money than what most what what NCIS if they ran NCIS from. Eight to nine o'clock, or whatever reruns they run, syndication. I mean, they're probably losing money as far as the advertising revenue covering what they're paying in rights, but it is their highest-rated show, and USA has no hits right now. So it, it, Raw is important to them. Fox is the one where it's more, um, more scary. Yeah. Well, guys, another Wednesday night. Uh, thanks as always for joining all all the people out there. Thank you for joining us as always. We appreciate it. Uh, Justin, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I will uh, be on Wrestling Inc. Daily tomorrow, talking the news to Nick, and then Friday morning on Busted Open uh, on Sirius XM. Friday night with you guys for SmackDown, and then I'm on vacation after that. I'm going to going to Delaware, going to a beach house with no internet, so I can't be bothered. Damn it! All right, <laughs> so I got to watch SmackDown that week. Yep, you have to watch <laughs> SmackDown that week because no, I will Friday not night. be coming in at all. All right, uh, Matt, how about you? Anything to plug? No. Uh. No. All right. Natalie, real quick, with the $5 super chat before we go, saying COVID obviously isn't helping, but creative and the storylines have been horrible. They need to do better. I could write better craft than this. I agree. Damn, Natalie, burn. She's right. (laughs) She is right. I can write Um, better craft than this. That was good. (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll catch you uh, this Friday on the Wrestling Podcast. Take care. I was right about Vicky Guerrero. No. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.